Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show, where I try to bring you as much value as I possibly can within, uh, you know, 30, 45 minutes. We are back to having some good interviews. You know, I spent a lot of time on the uh, presentations for the virtual marketing summit. And so it was just uh, more of one-on-one with uh, you and me doing some solo shows. Now we're back recorded a couple of good episodes. This particular episode is with Dr. Bobby Maybe of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. And we're going to actually have a, this is a unique episode. This is one where we, it's conversational and then we try to make it story-based. You know, there's a, a lot going on with um, the book, Building Your Story Brand. And that's with Donald Miller. And we try to take that a little bit and, and discuss that, how you can apply that uh, to your patients and your messaging within marketing. Cause we, you know, we dive into marketing, like there's all this stuff out there with social media and all this, but a lot of times your messaging is off. And so we discuss that a little bit as far as your patients, but then we also discuss it within the chiropractic profession and how there's different types of chiropractors out there. There's the new ones, there's the struggling ones. There's the ones that have been around for a while that are thriving, but have a growth mindset. And we really try to discuss like, who do you have as a guide that's going to help you thrive as a chiropractor and then obviously provide a high level of care for your patients? And we we discuss some of the different avenues out there like the forward thinking chiropractic group, my group, some of the subgroups within, masterminds, all kinds of different things like that. And then one of the things we dive into uh, with this episode with Dr. Maybe is the uh, Forward KC event coming up in June 1st. And it's a three-day event in Kansas City at the Cleveland Chiropractic College. And it's going to be an all-encompassing event where it's going to have technique and eval stuff. It's going to have marketing stuff, business stuff, systems, like everything that you would want to have a thriving practice, you know, whether it's business acumen, it's marketing, it's communication, clinical skills, all the things that it takes to to thrive. And this is all going to be at this event. And I, you know, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be presenting. I, I would be there even if I wasn't presenting. I highly recommend uh, you find a way to, to get there. I think it's going to be a phenomenal event. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that in this uh, particular episode uh, one of the things that we're going to do is there's going to be a two-day window. This show releases this Thursday, uh, April 5th, and then for two days, April 5th and April 6th, so Thursday and Friday, if you sign up for the Forward KC event, and we got the link in the show notes, and you can go to forwardthinkingchiro.com. If you sign up for it within those two particular days, you just let me know. You can email me, kevin at moderndeskjockey.com with a copy of the receipt or forward me the email receipt, whatever you get. And I will actually you know, go into the virtual marketing summit and give you a lifetime access to all the videos and bonuses of the virtual marketing summit that we just had, uh, you know, a week or so ago. And so you'll get full access to that if you purchase the Forward KC event tickets in those two particular days. So again, that is the day of this show comes out, which is April 5th on Thursday. So you have Thursday and Friday to do that and you will get access to that. Now, for those of you that have already signed up for the lifetime access to the virtual marketing summit, and then you do buy 
on the 5th or the 6th, that Thursday or Friday, I will make it worth your while and we can schedule a 30-minute marketing or business development consult call. We can do a Zoom call with me just one-on-one, ask any questions you want, and I can try to help you out and be be a guide for you on any of the struggles you may be having. So I highly encourage you to check out forwardthinkingchiro.com. Register for the event, send me over your receipt, your registration, and I will get you uh, lifetime access to that. So hope to see you there. As we mentioned in this show, there's going to be a lot of great presenters and we're going to be drinking some beers and having access to us for the full three days. So if you see me there at the event, come up, ask any questions. I'll be there to answer them uh, in addition to the presentation that I'll be doing. So check us out over there. Uh, Without further ado, here is my conversation and our storytelling, our little fireside chat with Dr. Bobby Maybe. All right. Welcome to the MCM podcast. I have Dr. Bobby Maybe on the the line today, and this will be the second uh, opportunity I've had to interview him for this podcast. And we've also interviewed and did the uh, virtual marketing summit, which we'll dive into a little bit more as we go along. So luckily enough, I get to, to speak to him regularly. And, and I wanted to bring him on today to really kind of tell a story of the few different chiropractors that are out there, at least a different couple, you know, that are, you know, starting out early or some of the ones that are seasoned veterans and how we can overcome some obstacles to have really what I, I think, and I know Bobby thinks is, is a really uh, thriving practice. And so uh, welcome to uh, today's show. Yeah, it's like we're stepbrothers now. It is. We've been communicating a lot about a lot of exciting things coming on. And it's, uh, it's always interesting to get your, your take on some things. Just don't touch my drum set. <laughs> exactly. So how's everything going in your world? Well, the people who know me personally know that I always have a couple irons on the fire. So there's always something going on. And that's what my office manager would say is my Gemini side. I've always got to have something exciting waiting in the wings. Uh, yeah. Guys like me, if it's just show up to work every day, do your job and go home, we, we don't last very long. <laughs> you know, I fall in the same category. I've actually had that conversation with people where some people will be like, you know, if you focused more on just the practice or even just one of your locations, and I was like, yeah, but I mean, I would be bored, right? Like, yeah, even, they're right, but they're also wrong. Yeah. Even if they told me I could make, say, 2000 a month more in income, I'd be like, no, nah, I'll spend the 2000 <laughs> on, on the That's on right, the passion and purpose of, of what I like doing. So I, I feel you on that one. Which reminds me, did you, are you the person that sent me the anonymous gift, the book? Yeah. The, yeah. the book, uh, Bold? It wasn't supposed to be anonymous, but... Uh, yeah, there's no on. name on there. I, I assumed who it was from because yeah. you are a thoughtful and considerate person. Yeah. I, you also asked me for my address. <laughs> <laughs> that book's really good. Bold. I've gotten uh, about a chapter or two in, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's um, the it book comes following... into our conversation today a bit. So. Okay, good. And it's the book that follows abundance, but um, you know, I sent it to the presenters of the, of the marketing summit because I believe in doing bold things and... Honestly, frankly, I don't know anybody right now in our profession that's doing more bold things than, than what you're putting on right now. So I, I felt it would be pretty apropos. Appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely. Good book. What am I doing? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell some stories. You know, another book that we've been making a, a lot of discussion about is the the story, building a story brand. And it just got us to thinking of our patients' pain points and, and our messaging and, and different things like that. And then the more I know that we've discussed, heck, chiropractors have pain points. 
Yeah. And I think we've got a lot of pain points and it's concerning because I don't think it needs to be that way. And I wanted to, to kind of workshop that idea. Well, first and foremost, I think uh, StoryBrand kind of blew things wide open for me in my mind when I, I, I've read through it really fast, but then I need to go my learning style. I, I kind of need to see it digitally too. So I watched a video of uh, author is Donald Miller. Don Miller, yeah. Yeah. Of him doing a presentation, which is very similar to the book itself mm-hmm. uh, about story brand and the concepts in the book. And it's like, yeah, whoa, I never thought of it that way, yeah. even though that's the exact way you should think of it. Yeah. And it being that you're not the star of this story, even though you're a chiropractor mm-hmm. and you're, you're caring for patients, you are not the star, the patient's the star, which I felt really... I was like, oh man, you, you, you dummy. Like you, you are a patient centered guy. Like my whole world, I'm in this to take care of people. I was never in it for the money. Yep. Uh, I just thought I would always make a decent living, but I was in it to take care of people. I'm a, I'm a service oriented guy. I was in the military. Mm-hmm. I always volunteer for stuff. I'm the oldest of six kids. I was always taking care of my siblings. I'm, I'm just a, a caretaker guy. Uh-huh. And I always tried to model my practice around being patient-centered and the patients come first. And then when I went through the story brand process and then had um, Dr. Blake Kalkstein go through my website with me and look at it from a, a, a different perspective from somebody else's eyes, yep. mm-hmm. he's like, none of, none of the words you're saying to the public are story branded towards them whatsoever. <laughs> you yep. know, they're not, they're not a character in this journey for you. You're, this is like your marketing's all about you. It's not about them. It's like, oh no, I didn't see that part. But they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. And it, it was something that I, again, uh, I'm trying to put together a practice video that'll go on my homepage and above the fold. And I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And now I just want to rewrite, I'm going to rewrite everything that I'm going to do on it and, and make it uh, more patient centered. And one of the quotes that I really liked from that particular book. And I think I I posted it in the Facebook group and I think it's just a a really good way for chiropractors to think. And then from there, the results will come, which was kind of what you were alluding to. And and the quote by Donald Miller in the book is the day we stop losing sleep over the success of our business, you can substitute practice if you want and start losing sleep over the success of our customers is the day our business will start growing again. Right. Right. And he's just really saying is the the more you can focus on your patient's needs and what their pain points are, the success will come in your practice as a byproduct. Yeah. And I think that's a really key quote. You know, yeah, yeah. No, just before getting on with you and doing this interview, I, I interviewed uh, Stuart McGill, mm-hmm. Professor Stuart McGill for my podcast, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance podcast. Yep available on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and, and I asked him, like, what are the things that we need to do? What do we need to focus on? What's the future? Like, how do you, what methods do you, like, I asked all the questions that people wanted to hear. Yeah. What's the best method to apply to get success and all this? And none of it was marketing-based. It was clinician-based. But he said, you know what? Take care of people and the rest will come. Make them the focus and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. Which... And, and it's hard. That's hard for many people to sort of grasp because, you know, you, when we talk about these characters we're going to go through in the chiropractic profession, we don't have time for the, the 
mastery character, the the guy who just sort of hangs around and, and discovers his craft over two or three decades. Yeah. I had a guy like that in my hometown. He was, everyone would say, I don't really know what he does. I know he's a chiropractor, but he does all these different things that he's learned. And he said he's traveled the world to learn them and, and use them in practice over these years. And I'm like, we ain't got time for any of that stuff because wow. you got six months before you got to start paying those student loans. Mm-hmm. So you better hit the ground with some cash fast. So um, it's really hard sometimes to be that person who, who designs or becomes this character that is the master in the professional environment we have. So it's a lot of times it's hard to see that if you just do a really good job with patients, yeah. it takes care of itself. Exactly. You if you're young and you're listening, you will see that eventually. Mm-hmm. But yep. in the beginning, you got to get uh, networking and you got to get marketing and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, and obviously this is a marketing podcast, but I try to instill in the listeners as much as I can is that it's not it's not just about marketing or, you know, it's just like if you, if you were marketing the sham wow, <laughs> the sham wow is not so great of a, a product per se. So it takes all kinds of crazy, insane marketing, right? Um, or sales. Uh, we're doctors and we're chiropractors. And you know what? We, we don't need to or we should not relegate ourselves to that type of marketing. But if you have a really good product, which is obviously your care, and you hone in on that at the same time networking, then all of a sudden your marketing is invisible and you're really developing an authority in the community. And then, you know, maybe after eight to 10 years of practice, you start uh, really seeing the fruits of that part of it. Yeah, you can't deliver on empty promises, you can't deliver a shitty product. You know, you can't overpromise and underdeliver. In dating references, you you know, if you were driving around town in a in a Lamborghini and you had a nice suit on and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, you went on out on your first date and your date realized that you were broke, not just broke financially, but ethically or morally or emotionally broke. I mean, you you oversold and underdelivered, and you, that that is unacceptable in the service business that we're in. So your marketing has to sort of parallel what you're going to deliver. It's more like tell them, tell them what you told them, deliver, do a good job, find it, fix it, leave it alone, whatever cliche you want. Yeah. You got to tell them what they can expect, deliver it, and then job done. Yep. Which kind of brings us back to story brand. I think it does because mm-hmm. story brand is about inventing a character mm-hmm. or understanding who the character is in this journey. Of course, and understand the character is not you. Mm-hmm. It's your ideal client. And then understanding what sort of things they go through in their life. And when you, when you get that idea, which is akin to, and I think Don Miller was, a, was a, uh, not just an author, book writer, like he wrote novels and stuff like yep. that, but I think also screenplays and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature, is there's a rhythm to the process of somebody completing a story. There's ups and downs and trials and tribulations and there's searching and then there's loss and you have to understand how to utilize those things in the stories you tell in your marketing. But once you do that, or once you see it, like when I saw it and probably like when you saw it the first time, it actually made this, all this stuff fun. Yeah. I can name off my hands just out of my head right now, at least eight or nine people who I've talked to in the last two or three days. They're like, well, I know I have to market, but it's just not fun. I don't, I don't like doing it. Uh And it's like, if you understood that, you get to tell this story, you'd have a blast. It's actually pretty fun. And that's, I think the big, the big change in a lot of our heads right now with this is that 
I think maybe I can, I can say for myself, you know, you get a little burned out about all the, the funnels and the Facebook and Twitter and, and, uh, you know, landing pages and, you know, all the different things we hear about social media marketing, like tactics. Yeah. They're tactics. Tactics. Exactly. And they're changing a lot. And, and it's just, those are just vehicles of getting your message out. True marketing is your messaging, right? Like that's the, the best way you want to do it. And that messaging told in a story format is going to resonate with that patient and you are being very authentic and you're not, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you're not morally or ethically corrupt in what you're doing in your marketing. For instance, we've seen, you know, the spinal screenings at places where, you know, chiropractors screen someone and, and on the spot there, tell them that they're going to, they have X, Y, and Z. And if they don't see a chiropractor, they're going to end up with X, Y, and Z. And it's this whole dog and pony <laughs> show. That's not storytelling. That's well, think of that in a movie format. Like yeah. think, okay. So, so now we're telling a story. We've got a nice family out for a, a wonderful evening or an afternoon at like an air show, the Miramar County air show in San Diego, or they're at the swap meet or the mall and they're just enjoying some ice cream and uh, you know, the day's great. And then in this movie, all of a sudden a a deranged lunatic just jumps out in front of them and says, you're going to (laughs) die. You know, like it, it doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense in a movie. It wouldn't make any sense in a book or a novel, mm-hmm. but somehow when you operate your business, you think that makes sense to the customer. Yeah. You know, they weren't looking for it. They weren't asking for it. You injected a, a new fear into their lives when they were just trying to enjoy themselves. Which, yeah. you know, uh, which way to go, bucko. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting. If you take the framework and, and I'll have in the show notes where people can access the, this particular book and, and also there's like a cool website where you can start filling out your story brand. So I'll get all that in the show notes. But um, he talks about being, you know, obviously the chiropractor, he doesn't say this, we're extrapolating this out, the chiropractor as the guide. But in that scenario mm-hmm. you just gave, it's more like the chiropractor is the villain. <laughs> right. So you completely, right. you, you're in the wrong role. You want to be. Except he thinks he's the hero of the story, and, but and he's actually the villain. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks that he thinks he's the hero. He's actually the villain and he's definitely not the guide, which is what you want to be. And which right. is what this whole thing is, is, is about. And so that's definitely something to consider. Now, if anyone is a spinal screening person out there and I, I'm not, but I've, I've, I've watched a few things um, from the spinal, quote unquote, spinal screen experts about how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And I do think if you're a spinal screening person and you understand the story brand process, you could probably find a way to be a guide and provide screenings at the same time. That are ethical and fine, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. You and, may, you and I may not be out doing them, but it's not that. It's just that there's too many chiropractors out there that are making shit up, frankly. Um, yeah. And that's what we're talking about. So not to, for instance, to back it up a little bit, I created this thing in the forward thinking chiropractic Alliance called the mastermind project. Yeah. So in the mastermind project, I've put together these small teams and the teams work as a group uh, for accountability. And, and um, I put in little challenges for them to do each day. And, and it, so it's an accountability mark uh, uh, mastermind group. And so we'll put in the little challenges and the people will go do them. Like the first challenge, for instance, was just to start a YouTube channel and just make a video. And it didn't matter how you had the video titled or whether there were backlinks or hashtags, or if you put your 
your name into the title of the video and the name of your, you know, and how the channels were set up. No technical advice. Just make a YouTube channel and make a video. And then we can go back at it later. You would find that, uh, one, the resistance was there. Mm-hmm. Two, people have no idea what they're doing. When they do do these things, they just know that they have to do it. And that's true almost in all the marketing we see in chiropractic. Like all all these guys know that they have to do something. Uh So then they just sort of go and do it, not knowing whether it's effective or not, not having any objective uh, measurement tools, (laughs) you know, just sort of like, all right, well, I did the uh, screening at the mall like they said I was supposed to do. So uh, I guess patients come in now or what? (laughs) It's it's like, um, you know, but you can't on on the other side of that is you can't give them a hard time because at least they're trying. Yeah. Because the overwhelming majority of people are just hiding in their offices and not doing anything and hoping that mm-hmm. someone will come along with the with the best tactic or funnel that'll save their ass eventually. Yeah, and then what ends up happening in that scenario, because again, there is being in action, which will get some results, but then there's being an effective action. And that's what essentially is the sweet spot of really growing a thriving practice and then being able to develop your unique, unique abilities to where maybe you you don't want to do some things, but you know what, you're killing it in this area of marketing. And so it's bringing in business Jake Harden is an example. We had him on the podcast. He's got 400,000 freaking Instagram followers. Yeah. If you got 400,000 Instagram followers, you don't have to do anything else. And he's got to practice. So not everybody's going to have that happen, but um, you can really start to hone in on what your unique ability is within marketing. But you do need to be in an effective action, which I wanted to segue a little bit, which was the bread and butter. What we were going to talk about today is these little groups you're putting together are a microcosm of your main group, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, which serves as a guide for who the hero is, is the chiropractor, right? right. In, this, in right. this situation, okay? So this is different. Like if you're the chiropractor with the patient, you're not the hero, the patient is. But in this scenario, you're trying to be, and I know I am as well, a guide for the chiropractor to thrive. And right. so there's a lot of struggle. So I wanted to kind of get you to, to break that down a little bit because I, uh, your group more than any that I've been a part of over the last four or five years has had that guide role just intrinsically in it better than any. If anyone missed that, we have switched gears now from patients to yep. we're talking about the profession. Now. Correct. Now we segued into the, into the chiropractic profession. So put the patient away for right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't. They're everything. <laughs> um, so the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance is semi-controversial. It started out as a club for me and a couple of my friends on Facebook because there was nowhere else to go if you were an evidence-based chiropractor on Facebook where you can just have a conversation without someone who is, quote-unquote, not evidence-based jumping in and uh, what is that quote about the don't play chess with pigeons, you know, <laughs> knock over all the pieces and claim that they won every time. Um, like you couldn't just have a conversation about a certain piece of research or a concept with rehabilitation or any of these other things that an evidence-based chiropractor would talk about without a non-evidence-based person coming in and be like, that's not chiropractic, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. So it was just social media was nauseating and there was literally, there were probably some small groups, but there was literally zero evidence-based chiropractic groups uh, that were strictly for evidence-based docs on Facebook. And we're talking 2013 or 14. Okay. 
So started the group. The group started out as the Dead Subluxation Society. <laughs> it was like a secret society of people that were tired of just using that term. And it was kind of a, a jab at the other guys. But the other guys caught onto it real fast and started using that as a, a self-promotional tool for their own endeavors. Like there's this group that exists out there and they don't like subluxation. So give me money. <laughs> and I didn't want to help them make money. So uh, change the name of the forward thinking chiropractic Alliance thinking we, instead of looking backwards, we would look forward and try to make some changes. And the group exploded from that point. Yeah. So it, it blew up. The interesting thing about it is people have always, when it's semi-controversial, people who don't, uh, who end up in the group but don't agree with what's going on in the group. Um, sometimes when they're leaving a parting shot on their way out, they're sort of like, "What you know? What is this? I thought you guys were forward-thinking. What is this forward-thinking group? What, you know, what are you guys about?" And my answer has always been, "I don't know. It's not about anything because it's not about the group. The group is just a vehicle." It's a repository, or I said earlier today, it's, a, it's that bar on Tatooine in Star Wars where all the people meet, you know, and they have a drink and, and yeah. they get into scrums or they, they meet a wandering, a scoundrelous hero like Han Solo to come and save the galaxy. You know, it's just a place where people meet and then you get some advice, or you, you connect with somebody new. And in that way, it's become a guide. Mm-hmm. That's what we kind of need, especially for this more ethical or patient-centered side of the profession is we don't have the gurus who get up on stage and say, this is how it shall be done. Uh So when you guys all go back to your offices, this is exactly how you should do it. And here's your script and here's what you're going to say. Like if you want to bring bold back into the conversation, the book bold, these guru guys, the guys that you see on the stage wearing funny shirts and hats and you know, trying to be the be all and end all to every single answer you have about chiropractic based on their philosophy and their certainty. They're, they're out the door. They're not going to last much longer. Uh-huh. The future of expertise in our profession is having somebody who is an expert on a certain topic, a certain subject matter, and then you can consult with them a la carte and piece together the best practice that you want. Uh-huh. We're going to run out of the generalist experts pretty soon. And we're going to have experts in specific topics like we have you as an expert in this expert ethical chiropractic marketing approach. You can name them. They've all been on your podcast already. There's tons of people who are experts in a very specific subject matter. Mm -hmm. And then you plug and play all these different specific subject matters into your practice. And then you go. But we serve in the FTCA as a guide to help people try to find those mechanisms. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it it was authentically done to where uh, the group is the guide. Obviously you are the the moderator of the group and started the group and stuff like that. And you have other groups of moderators. And so you essentially have the the guide, but you've made the, the chiropractor, the hero. Whereas a lot of those gurus you mentioned, try to make themselves the hero. Unfortunately, that runs its course and unfortunately, there's been a lot of chiropractors been burned by that. And so it's nice to see a group that then gets, you know, like you said, you got now you have little subgroups within it to, to even get a little more specific, right? Like it's hard to, when you have a group of 5,500 people, you can't have a YouTube challenge thing and, and it would just be a shit show. So 
But when you yeah. have the small group, because we have that, had that and it was a shit show, they were very, <laughs> they were very out of control. Correct. And so you got to have to, you have to distill it down a little bit. And so now you're, I'm, I'm assuming each group has a little, you know, maybe a, a, someone that's a guide within the group or at least someone that's taken charge. In all groups, you start to see that, especially at a certain size. So, yep. um, you know, in each, each of the mastermind project groups, there's eight, eight people max. Mm-hmm. And you do, you have a, sort of like a Pareto distribution where, 80% of the content is produced by 20% of the people in the group and the good stuff is coming from some people. And then the other people, you kind of wish they would pick it up a little bit more and that sort of stuff. And it's beautiful to see that on small scales and large scales and to know it's there. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in the book bold, but maybe abundance, but I know it was Peter Diamandis. He talks about the six D's and um, yeah, you I know, read about that last night. Yep. Yeah. And obviously to go to your point where, People used to have to spend a lot of money to try to get information. It's all now been demonetized and in a lot of ways, obviously digitized. And so you're seeing where there's so much good information out there that can be the guide. Now you may need someone that can kind of organize it in a way to where it can be applicable to your circumstances and your practice, but you can really get a lot out of the, you know, sourcing the crowd in a sense. And so that's definitely uh, something that uh, your group has done a lot of. That was one of the original purposes too, was to have a place where people can get this information that's usually sold at a a top dollar and disseminate it around the crowd and have the crowd source it in a way that didn't cost any money, which causes some issues because now that we are starting to do like the Forward KC conference, you know, you can't have a conference without selling some tickets or, you know, having sponsors. So there's money that has to change hands and... There are some people that are still used to that old free form flow of information, but we're growing. The demands are changing and we still have that free flow form of information. But um, I think also we, we need to ascend that scale of importance. You also have to start seeing your, your uh, tribe throw down some money and say that they're invested in it too. Especially like there's always going to be a hierarchy of knowledge and or or availability of it. and so like if you're going to go to a live event you're going to get more out of a live event where you can actually see someone teach you hands-on adjusting or you know actually listen to a presentation on something and you can then talk to that person afterwards or ha- over a beer right like yeah think that's about a the, big one yeah think about all the conversations that are going to go on that are worth a lot of money and you're getting it for a, a price of a, a, you know, of a ticket to, to attend. And so there's so much more value in a live event than just say online stuff. And so, yeah, there's going to be a price tag to it because as you're finding out, those things are not cheap to put on. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if anyone wants to catch me for a beer about that subject, yeah, yeah it might well, take two. But, um, um kind of give me an idea of a, a, a chiropractor that would really be, um, Primed story, and ready. story brand, story brand, the FTCA. Yeah, primed and ready to to come to the live event, and why would it be for them? Okay, when we story brand the FTCA and and people who are prime candidates for the event and for the group, our main character in this story is going to be somebody who is right up on that edge of about to graduate, or has just graduated, and maybe they're in their first. Maybe they're not even in their first job yet, but they're close or they're in their their first job and realizing that it's not all that was sold in chiropractic college. Mm -hmm. So I usually see both and both are very common characters in a story is the chiropractor that realizes, oh my God, I'm about to practice. I'm terrified. I don't think, I don't think they told me anything I need to know about how to be successful. 
or the ones that just got out and said, oh my God, they didn't tell me anything I need to know to be successful. Um, so that's our main character, especially in the world of evidence-based practice, mm-hmm. because the evidence-based young practitioner usually has not had a guru who comes to the campus and buys everybody pizza and tells them that their way of practicing is the best. One of those guys hasn't got their meat hooks in an evidence-based practitioner yet. Typically, your evidence-based young chiropractor is spending a lot of time in school learning certain techniques or approaches, like a soft tissue technique, or they're learning uh, some rehab, or you know they're trying to get certified in motion palpation and ART and all these other things. So they're not caught up in the sort of like, let me go to the event where they're giving us pizza down the street because they won't even let some of these guys on, on some of these campuses because the stuff they say is so full of it. Uh-huh. So they never got that thing. And that thing was the thing where someone said, if, if you don't listen to me, you're going to fail horribly. So when you graduate, be sure to sign up for XYZ Consulting uh-huh. and we'll save you because we're going to give you all the scripts and tell you exactly how to practice you know, and that practice is all, it's a, it's a volume game and the answer is always more volume. And then when you're low on volume, the answer is more volume uh, until there's no more volume left in whatever town you're in. So our characters aren't those people. Our characters are usually already like fiercely independent, but so independent that it's hard for them to ask questions. They're rebels. And the irony in this story is that most of the quote unquote mixers, as they're called, as they're maligned, are actually much more rebellious in their approaches to how they do things than the quote-unquote straight chiropractors who tend to fall in line and speak a language that's along a party line. And if they're not, if anyone's not following that party line, they become an outcast. So yeah. it's, it's a character of a bunch of rebels, a bunch of people that are trying to piece together this whole universe and try to make it work for them in a way that can be profitable, except a lot of times they don't have the guide. They don't have the guide to show them what to do to be successful. They just know that a really good way to treat people and to treat them right is to take them through the process of uh, quality assessment, good hands-on treatment, some sort of rehabilitation and post-treatment recommendations, and follow the evidence as close as you can. That's all they know. That's all they know. They come out and that they think if they just do that, they're going to be fine. Without the guidance to let them understand that um, there's a whole world out here that uh, you have to learn when it comes to marketing, when it comes to uh, networking, when it comes to setting up your practice, when it comes to deciding how much time you spend with a patient, how many patients you can see in an hour or so, how to make it all profitable. Oh, you want to spend an hour with a patient, but you want to take that certain healthcare plan that only pays you $20 a visit cap or whatever, you know, capped out. You know, they don't see any of that stuff. A lot of them don't even know what, if they're going to take insurance. You know, like, oh, I'm going to take insurance. And they don't even know what a HICFA form is, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, so the FTCA shows up, like I said, so these people can be thought of as like Luke Skywalker. You know, in the movie, his, like someone came and attacked his, the original Star Wars movie. Yeah. They come and they, they attack his house, his farm, and his, his uh, parents are dead and all that. And he's got nowhere to go. And a couple rabble rousers, Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up and goes, I know a place. <laughs> you know, and he takes them along and takes them to the bar on Tatooine. And you get into this bar and they're just a bunch of weird rebel people up to no damn good, just saying some crazy stuff. And you can imagine they're passing advice back and forth. And next thing you know, there's an answer. Someone says, I've got an answer for you. Meet Han Solo. And now you're off on your journey. 
So this rebel story fits in really good because you've got somebody whose first challenge is, I don't even know how to survive in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, we meet a lot of people yep. and I've got tons and tons of testimony of people who come to the group and go, I have no idea how to survive out here. Mm-hmm. And then we can guide them certain directions. Now you can't lead a horse to water. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that happens a lot in the group. Yep. You give tons and tons of good advice, but free advice is exactly worth what it is. Yep. And so some of the folks don't drink the water. They just sort of go on and keep sort of whining. Like I don't, I, you know, no, they, they do, you know, and I think one of the biggest problems that we see with the evidence-based docs, that they, they truly believe that their technique is the end all be all. And right. the technique is the hero. Um, I think the technique is the hero. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And the technique is going to be the hero that's going to flood their practice with patience. And so they've put everything into that basket and then they soon realize like, oh, that's not working. And they get this cognitive dissidence of, I was told by ART or I was told by McKinsey or I was told by whoever, whatever, name the technique. And I do ART and McKinsey, but like, I'm going to get certified in ART and my practice is going to be flooded. I'm going to have pro athletes. I'm going to have triathletes. I'm going to like the whole nine yards. Life's going to be great. And then they realize after setting up shop that it's not like that. And they have to then try to retrofit where they're at and to start applying things that are going to help make them uh, successful. And it can be done. And and, then I think that's one of the things where I'm going to make a little bit of of a segue from it. But the goal is to get that knowledge and that guide in that understanding before you have to retrofit it. But then there's going to be situations like I, I fell into, you know, I'll use myself as an example. Like I was, you know, I get on practicing for 12 years and I was heavy, heavy clinical and I, you know, still am obviously after you practice for a while, that becomes not as hard uh, than year one. You're trying to figure everything out in year one. And then year 12, it starts to make a lot more sense with patient histories and exams and blah, blah, blah. But I realized like, okay, I opened up my own practice in 2010. I better learn this stuff. And I luckily, I found a couple different guides to teach me that uh, groups and different things where I've paid substantial money to do it, frankly, like a lot of money for some of these like strategic coaches and, and different marketing groups to do it, to try to retrofit my skill set to grow a thriving practice. And it's worked. And so I know there's a lot of seasoned docs out there that listen to this podcast and that are part of forward thinking and uh, are also, you know, primed and ready for, you know, for an event like this too. So speak to that group a little bit as well. Yeah, they're totally a character in the story too. So they're, I mean, a classic example of that would be Len Fay. Len Fay has told me he's waited 50 years for this uh, forward thinking chiropractic convention. Yep. 50 years he's been waiting for somebody to step up and say, this is where we're taking things. Yep. And it doesn't have to be 50 years in Len Fay. It could be someone who's been practicing for four or five years and realized when they went out looking for the guide, there was nobody there for them. And then they just become battle hardened. They become apathetic. They're like, you know, I got out of school and, and the ACA uh, in my state organization, they did all these awesome things when I was a student. They gave me like free SACA memberships and we can fly out to NCLC in Washington, D.C. and have a party and we're doing all these things to make a difference. And then I get out of here and I don't see the difference. Yeah. And then they go, I'm not paying to be a member of the ACA anymore. I'm not paying to be in my state organization. I'm not paying to go to these... Um, next level sort of continuing education sort of seminars. I'm just going to take whatever one's right down the street where the bar is open and they don't really check if I'm coming in or out or not. I just need to get my credits. And they start to become more and more apathetic. And this character is like, 
the grizzled old soldier that's seen a bunch of war and now he's just a vet. He's, he's come home and, yeah, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I've seen it all already. I don't care. Yeah. You know, the, the young character or Luke Skywalker character comes up to this guy and is like, but we've got all this stuff going on. What do you do? He's like, yeah, whatever, buddy. You'll, you'll get over it soon too. And you'll stop caring. Yeah. Just see your patients, keep your head down. And eventually maybe someday you'll retire. Yeah. There's hope for that guy. So both of these stories, both of these characters, they need veneration or it's not a, a, a story. Something awesome has to happen for them at the end. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a, 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 I mean, it's like that movie, The Road with mm-hmm. Viggo Morgenstein. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that movie sucked ass because <laughs> no matter where they went, like just crappy things happened to them. There was no veneration at the end. It's like, oh, we all just die. Well, that sucks. No, I, I agree. I had an interesting conversation with my mentor who I, when I got out of school, I, I was uh, an associate of his and got a great experience out of it. And it really was a launching pad for me in many ways where, you know, he's in his early 60s. And we had a good conversation last week where he's opening up another practice. He's pumped. He's, he's listening to this podcast. He's probably hearing this one keeping up with a lot of the stuff and he's on top of this stuff like that. So it's just, uh, it's just, I think about having a growth mindset and all of yeah. the seasoned chiropractors out there that have growth mindsets, there's no end of the road. Like it's just, let's keep on growing. And Cause being, they're always looking for guides. They're always looking for, they are, which is why they tend to be, you know, they, a lot of times they've become successful and maybe there's been some scenarios that maybe there's a reason why they're struggling right now, but it's never too late to have that growth mindset in a group like this. Cause the thing I, you know, I know I have to have a hard stop here with your schedule and stuff, but the thing that I really like about the event coming up is it's not just about marketing. It's not just about technique. It, like it's all of it. Like you've got experts in all of the different aspects of what makes you a successful chiropractor all there in three days. And it's going to be something that you, some people are going to consume all of it. And some are going to say, you know what, I really need to focus on marketing or I need to get my adjusting skills or my clinical skills up. And then I'll worry about uh, some marketing after that. You know, there's just all kinds of different ways they can go about it. I I try to put it out there and not just in multiple subjects, but in multiple different styles of presentation too, so that uh, we can try to match up everybody with the type of guide that they're looking for, the type of answer that they're looking for. So on day one, it's like a TED talk. They're really quick, mm-hmm. uh, really informative and exciting uh, messages and sort of like a cocktail party arrangement. It's going to be very sort of uh, loose and fun mm-hmm. so that the, the, the information comes at you fast. And then day two is like your standard presentation where you have a speaker for an hour, then you have your next speaker for an hour and you go, then you break for lunch and you come back and then there's our um, keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. And then the third day is like a longer drawn out. There are longer times with these speakers where you workshop things out and you get deeper into subjects. So there's different ways to present this information and find it. You know, this story has to have the veneration at the end Mm -hmm. and the veneration for the young doc is that we've got the answers for you. We've got the guide and we've got the people that, that can help you. Yep. The veneration for the old doc, whether they're grizzled or not, is that we've got the opportunity for you to be a guide. We have this opportunity here where you can share with this young generation what's going on. And you can, uh-huh. if you want to use that Star Wars reference, you can keep the, uh, you can keep the resistance alive. You know, yep. We found that crowd that you'd been clamoring for for 5, 10, 15, 20 years or in Len Fay's case, 50 years, we found them. They're here. Yep, absolutely. And I, th- I know this is not going to be your typical 
CE event, even though this does have CEs, which is great. Right. Um, I didn't want it to in the beginning. I, I know you didn't, but it's it's good. But this isn't going to be one of those events where people are there for the CEs. It's just a nice byproduct of it. And I think another benefit is I know myself and I've talked to some of the other speakers is we're going to be active all weekend there just as a resource. So if if I'm drinking a beer, come up and talk and we'll talk shop, you know? Yeah, we got like uh, like student fireside chat panels going. There's going to be um, like we rented this compound of like houses Mm -hmm. and we're going to have people coming in and out of there all the time. And if you want to hang out with us at our house, you can come over there and ask us questions, bring beer. (laughs) Bring beer. It's just like uh, we want this thing to be just a nonstop, a freaking tornado Mm -hmm. so that you can find that thing that you feel like you need. Absolutely. So um, someone that's interested in this, how can they uh, find that? We're going to go to forwardthinkingchiro.com and that's got a tab. It's got, I think it comes up right on the cover page, uh, the information about the event. Okay. Uh, you click through there, you know, it says like register here, register here and all that. And you can read up on the speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a member of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group, by all means, come on in. Not everybody gets accepted, but if you send me a message like, hey, I'd like to join because I listen to the podcast, I'll give you a free pass. All right. There is the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance website. Uh, if you look up the event, that's also forwardthinkingchiro.com. There's a membership option there too. It's super cheap, but uh, a lot of these people that uh, Kevin has interviewed and a lot of the people that I found out of the group that are the best guides, I've interviewed them at some point for the podcast and we do some members only stuff there. The tagline for us this year is engage, empower, and ignite. So we want to engage you, show you where your guides are, show you that your character in this story of chiropractic is valuable. Then we want to empower you to make a difference. And then uh, we're going to light a fire under your ass. That's the ignite part. But you can't really say, you can't say like forward case. I, I think that should have been a tagline. No, it should have been. Light a fire under your ass. You I know? think it should have been simple. Just light a fire under your ass. Yeah. We're lighting fires under asses 24-7. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.